Okay, let's clap it, clap it up. Three, two, one. Whoa, 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 what is up? Welcome Yo. to This Is How We Feel, a show where each week we take a piece of media Until and we tell you how we feel. feel. This, ooh, thank you. This week, I'm your host, R. Dizzle. I'm here with my very best friend in the whole world, Baby J. Shout it out. Jizzle. What's good, Mr. Jizzle? How are you today? I'm not too bad. How are you doing? I'm doing great because today we're telling you how we feel about Wally. Walla. <laughs> not Walla. No, not the, not the, not the big most boys. awaited uh, sequel to Wally. But before we jump into that, I do have a lot of housekeeping. Okay, let's clean New it up. New Year. Same me, but hopefully a little bit more motivated hopefully and a little better organized. Me, you know, but a new version of me. But let's not kid ourselves. It's not a new me. I'm still, <laughs> it's still I'm, the same it's me. It's still me. But we're gonna try. I'm gonna try not to drink during the week. Gonna try, <laughs> I'm gonna try. That's gonna a big promise. <laughs> I don't know. I hate you, but you're right. Uh, I'm gonna try and put some things on the calendar. I mean, so far it's Monday. I haven't had a drop. It's also only two p.m. All right, let's see what happens. <laughs> But, um, you know, because of this new year, it's motivated me a little bit to have an official new schedule for posting, um, especially for my specific channel, for Ryan Diaz. We're definitely going to have absolutely new podcasts every week, once a week, every Wednesday. We're committed to this. We're going to do that. Um, and then I am going to be posting new gaming videos every Tuesday. Um, and every Thursday, I'm going to be putting out a new different kind of video. Um, Oh, I'm going to get kind of a format going. You'll see as it goes forward. Go ahead and check that out at Ryan Diaz on YouTube. Um, and then also every Thursday or um, every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I'll be streaming uh, on Twitch. So go watch that. And then we have a new podcast coming to join the family here at Rusty Ninja. Um, name to be determined, but uh, a fun little podcast. My friend Juan, uh, he basically wants to just you know talk about things uh, one day at a time as they come. It's going to be a nice little conversational thing. Got any housekeeping, Justin? No, it is uh, the new year. It is my watch month for our casual watches, so I'm going to be trying to push Alien on these people. Yes. We started the first Alien when we first moved in, like one of the first movies that we watched, and I want to get in on that marathon, that AVP. I'm excited. I'm excited because I love AVP specifically. Um, does that mean we're going to have to watch the Predator ones too? Because I'm down, but that means we're yeah. going to have to go back to nightly watches. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. And that's like, it was like 11 movies Which altogether. Which I'm also down but if for. if I cut the Predators, it's only like my five or six. Right. So, uh, well, there's I'm, still, I mean, the Extended Universe Aliens, isn't that like, doesn't that add a few movies? There's only, um, there's like. Or is that including the extent, like the. That's the, including okay. like the newer ones you're talking about, right? Like, like the, the, all the Pan, prequels the, and stuff. Covenant and the. Pan's lab, no, pa pa paradium, patheradox, pa. Are you talking about Cloverfield? No, 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 no. It's a Prometheus. Woo! Oh, Prometheus. Woo! That actually makes sense. Yeah, that's part of like the newer prequels that I really want to get into. That's what I'm excited for because they kind of like tie everything together. But I, I'm I wonder, not really concerned about predators. That's never been like my my jam. Okay, but I mean, just saying, if we're if we're gonna graze AVP, we might as well do like the machete order thing. Watch all the alien thing up to AVP. Watch the predator movies and then watch right. Like just do predator as like a separate thing. Yeah. Like I'm I mean, not concerned about the backstory of predators. Uh, pretty much only as it comes to AVP. AVP. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the aliens versus the predators. I guess I guess we don't have to. It'll give us enough when we watch the actual movie. But I am I am concerned if they knew about the alien when they went to send them and if that was the whole mission in the first place. Yeah. That, that's what I hope Prometheus teaches me. 
Right. Because that's what it seems like right. in the first one. It's going to tie some things together, but they're not. Have you like, seen it already? Yeah, I've seen all of them. Oh, you yeah. bitch. Yeah. Okay. Because you're looking at me like. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want right, to give great. away too much, but well, they're fun. Um, <clears throat> If you guys might notice, there's a there's a lack of babe on this podcast. Um, They got a new toy in their personal life. Finally got the PS4 VR. Oh, well, very, very jealous. Coming. I know. I'm very excited for them. It's going to be awesome. So babe's in there playing some Star Wars Rogue One right now. <laughs> Um, shout out to him. Justin, you got any quick recs for this episode? Quick recs? I got a good one, and I hope you'll follow my recommendation for Go this ahead. week. All right. So, Justin, listen, this one doesn't come specifically for you. I kind of picked it earlier before we talked, but I will say, for everybody listening out there that's ever experienced this before, I honestly recommend jumping back into Minecraft. It is worth it. You know, just get that one playthrough where you just get to experience all the new shit in the game and just see some cool stuff. And, like, you know, once you start mining again, once it gets back to the minutiae, you know, you're going to realize why you left in the first place. But you're also excited to be back. And it's good. And I've, had, I've been playing for a couple weeks now. I'm having a fun time. It is a little time consuming because, you know, everyone wants to stay in survival. I'm playing with a bunch of people on a realm or what have you. So everyone wants to stay survival. So I want to build these big, you know, extravagant temples and all this shit. And, you, you know, really gotta work I, have to, yeah, I have to go mine all my materials, smelt all the stuff, you know, put it all together. So my recommendation for this week, jump back into Minecraft. Have you ever played Minecraft before? Jump back in. Just check it out. Just see what it's like. I think it's definitely a, a jump back in. Like if you've never played it before, maybe maybe not. Maybe, but. Not, maybe not time to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird thing to pick up right now. But yeah. it, you know, if you have that prior knowledge, because I feel like every time it gets more complicated. But as long as you have that bedrock knowledge, you're yeah. like, okay, well, there's always like one new thing to come back to, which is yeah. always fun. It's cool. And then this summer, you're gonna want to come back for this for this summer because it's they're putting out a caves and. Um, mountains update. I don't know oh, if you've seen that. That's the one that we were looking at with the crystals yes. and like the huge mm-hmm. caves. Dude, that looks that sounds like insane. fun. That's something that I can be now into now that I have the PSVR because it's mm-hmm. like that, just a yeah. little extra that, oh, thing. And to that's like, what I mean. Okay, too. bring me back into the game. That's what I mean too. Now that you have the VR, yeah, it's time to come join your friend in in Minecraft. <laughs> maybe maybe after maybe after Iron Man and uh, Star Wars has its fill, but because um, it is a you know again time consuming game, but. I, that's my recommendation, Minecraft. Oh, that's a good one. I wanted to shit on it, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, that's actually a, a nice experience. It's to like when everyone... something old, but new. When a everyone, little bit no, It's like more, when everyone you know? was playing Animal Crossing at the beginning of the year. It's like, yeah. everyone's played Animal Crossing before, but no one has had a Switch. No one's been in quarantine. No one's had this new Animal Crossing before. Yeah. So now everyone's playing it again, and it's like... It's like in ca- the zeitgeist. Exactly. People talking about it. Yeah, it's like... I can see that. And especially that this quarantine has been a whole bunch of comfort shows and, and comfort movies. And stuff, and it's like... And like, comfort games. So I'm like playing Minecraft Just Cause again. is kind of yeah. like that comfort show that you go back to. Like, you've watched The Office three times since we moved in? Uh, four, because they just, they just removed it from Netflix, so I did another watch before, while Adele was here. The whole eight seasons, basically. Where do they have it on now? Peacock, but but it's even oh, better peacock. because now they have it on Peacock, and there's all this extra stuff, and they're they're putting out they're what gonna you put mean out extra stuff like all this like behind the scenes mm-hmm, and 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 cold opens and and whole episodes they did ever aired. Oh, and I think they're coming out with a new season soon, but I don't think it's like them like Quote back on yeah i think it's like like string together scenes and they just like, so like here's all the scenes yeah here's a, all deleted scenes season. in a new season yeah like the, the drake thing how he just took his recycling bin and made a new album like, <laughs> yes that's new or the or the, uh, as we mariah carey thing where she took her 1971 oh, yeah. one yeah and she just and she just, just made a whole new, new album yeah the rarities <laughs> the rarities wow yeah. I've been trying to think of my quick wreck this whole time. I've been talking for a long time to stall for you. You got nothing? <laughs> I've been thinking about Minecraft. Own a dog. I'm just going <laughs> to play off of that and go into PSVR then. Oh, yeah, PSVR. My recommendation, I've 
we've been trying to get it for like three Christmases now. Every time it comes up, we're like 350. And it's like, like oh, we'll we wait for a PC so we can run everything. Yeah, game. we've been trying to build our own PC for God knows how long already. So we're like, been trying. Do we wait? That's have always you, a question. Do I buy something for now or do I wait and get something better later? Have you picked all the parts on your PC builder or are you just like in this? I'm like, you're just having the thought of I want the to get a PC. The thought of like, okay, a PC is going to require 800 plus dollars. So like well, until I have the funds, let's not. That's why I, that's why I asked because you know? when you go on PC Builder and you and you like type in what specs you want or whatever and the mix of whatever auto thing. I have a I have a build that can run 4K VR. Mm -hmm. It's like eight hundred dollars minus the headset. That's like, not bad. At thing, and then I that's have one that's bad. just like 1080p, six hundred. So it's like we at some point okay, we could have yeah. afforded that, but we bought something else. You yeah. know what I mean? And when you put that into perspective, it is kind of give you like a wait. Maybe I could just go ahead and just do that thing instead. Do that now. We are kind of in yeah. a you know place right now, but. With this extra three hundred dollars a week for a couple yeah. of weeks, you know what I mean, and yeah. then maybe another stimulator. You know, it might, it might <laughs> be time for no stimulator, not stimulator. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> another stimmy later. Oh, <laughs> another <laughs> stimulus later. Yeah, and a stimulator. I don't know what a stimulator is. But... I'll stimulate her. Oh, I thought later. you said stimulate. Like I thought you said stimulator, like a, a machine. This yeah, is a mas this is a stimulator. Yeah. Oh, that's what you meant. That's what I thought you thought. Oh no, no, yeah, I meant stimulator. Yeah. A stimmy later. Yeah. You abbreviate it. <laughs> stimmy. But said it so fast. Stimulusator. Like well, that would be nice. Maybe more than $600. Maybe let's get that 2000 going. But um, yeah, we got some money for Christmas since we're out here in Vegas. No one wants to ship anything. So we just got some money. So we were like, okay. Basically, they PSVR. got us a PSVR for Christmas. How long ago did you order that? It's we been... ordered it the day after Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Day after. We had all of Christmas Everyone to think about it. Everyone had a great Christmas. I got a bed frame, which, it's, it's, which is an amazing thing. Obviously, it's but it's like that's like so functional that it's not fun. You know what I, I mean? disagree. I think I <laughs> I really want some functionality in my life I, right now. I agree so with that you, and that's why fun. it's amazing. But you got a PSVR. Adele got a fucking murder mystery game that she gets to solve by herself, oh, okay. and it, she get two hundred dollar Visa gift card, a bunch of cute sweaters. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, it's when like, you say you want a, a bed frame, or you want a PSVR? Um, exactly. Like, what am why I gonna do I say? Want a bed frame? Exactly. I'll sleep on the floor. I wanted a PS Five. You know, I bought myself Cyberpunk for Christmas. Um, which you know is fun, but obviously has a lot of issues because I'm running on the PS4 Pro. Regardless, we. Uh, so your quick quick was the PSVR. PSVR baby, Great. do it. Pull the trigger. Let's pull the trigger. It's time to pull the trigger on this podcast. This podcast, because now we're gonna be talking about Wally the rest oh. of the time. So Wally, as we know, it came out in 2008. Beautiful. What it, a time to be alive. Mm -hmm. it Financial was... crisis. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to say also. Oh, 2008 was the financial crisis? Wasn't that? Yeah. Wasn't the, that the financial crash? But also hope and change. We um, got Obama. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, the running time of this movie is one hour and 38 minutes and there's 58 mo minutes in space. And I do want to say something that I forgot to say on top of this. Um, we're, we're, I, we spoke about it before, but we're doing like a thematic thing every month. So this month, our theme is sci-fi movies that take place primarily in space. Yes. So it doesn't have to take the whole time in space, but... We have to at least have a majority of the runtime be in like traveling through the void. Okay. Yeah. So like, for instance, I wouldn't necessarily choose a Star Wars movie because they do travel through space a lot, but they spend most of their time on planets mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I wouldn't say that. But like Wally is a good example because out of the hour and 38 minutes, they 58 minutes are in space. So yeah. an hour, almost an hour is in space. And then like, you know, cut a couple minutes off for the, for the, uh, 
credits, you only got 30 minutes on Earth. And like Treasure Planet, which we're going to probably be doing next week, is mm-hmm. also a really, really good example because they're just they in spend, the ship yeah, in space. They, like they spend a lot of time in, in the space, space. Exactly. Through the, like traveling through the void of space. So that's our, yeah, that's our theme today. So, I mean, that, that's our theme this month. Sci-fi movies in space. Sci-fi movies in space. Um, it was directed by Andrew Stanton, mm. who also um, directed A Bug's Life, Finding Nemo, Finding Dory. It was written by Andrew Stanton and Pete Docter, who wrote Monsters, Inc., Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Up, Inside Out, Soul. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's like they the Pixar the writer. Mm-hmm. You got it. So, um, all right, let's just jump in, yeah? They have that. They have that cute little synopsis on their IMDb. In the distant future, a small waste-collecting robot inadvertently embarks on a space journey that will ultimately decide the fate of mankind. Ooh. Approximately 700 years in the future, the Earth is overrun with garbage and devoid of plant and animal life. The consequence of years of environmental degradation and thoughtless consumerism. The surviving humans are living on the spaceship Axiom after vacating Earth centuries earlier. Axiom is operated by a large corporation called By and Large, whose b logo appears even on the artificial sun visible from the ship's main concourse. The original plan was for humans to live out in outer space for about five years while the cleaning warbots, the Wallies, the Waste Allocation Load Lifter Earth Class... Instead of Axiom class, which is why the Wallas are called Wallas. Ah, hey yo. Justin was like, I hate that they're. Hold on, let me pause this. Justin was like, I hate that they're called Wallas, like Wallers. They're such a good, better name. The thing is that I thought it was an R, so once I got that in my head, yeah, it was Waller. now switching from a Waller, which sounded like a big mm, Waller, Waller to Walla. And I was like, well, Waller I sounded more intimidating. But the like, thing that I, I was thought it was like, was better. But I was like, it's an acronym. Like we have to be here, and if they've already decided Wally's acronym and these yeah. are bigger Wallies, then we need to we need to follow these rules. It makes sense. And it's the wall. It's the waste allocation load lifter earth class waste allocation load lifter axiom class yeah so you they have to checks out but or but they could have been a audio lee walls however you say that they been walls walls i just wanted a class waller sounds like a big and 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 intimidating robot i i understand what you're saying auditory auditorially i get it but what would the er stand for i would love if they said their name as well when they were like scooping up all the trash just like they don't have personal oh my god they don't have personalities like wally and he only says his name when he's just introducing himself wally he doesn't say wally while he's fucking packing trash in his (laughs) stomach (laughs) wally wally just like throwing (laughs) tennis balls in his fucking trash bag all right walla i accept it that's fine thank you but but you see why walls would have worked though because ship class ship class yeah, yeah. that works and then and walls space class walls space class That'd yeah be cool invented by professor simon prepared earth for recolonization however after 700 years only one wally voiced by ben burt remains Wally spends his days contact, compacting debris into solid blocks and building structures with them. He also collects some of the more interesting artifacts and keeps them in the garage he shares with his cockroach, his only friend. At night, he watches Hello Dolly on VHS and dreams of having a hand to hold. Most of his finds are spare parts and electronics, but one day he discovers a lonely plant. Not sure what it is, but recognizing that it needs soil and care, he picks it up and puts it in a dirt-filled shoe next day an enormous spaceship lands and deposits another robot eve extraterrestrial vegetation evaluator voiced by Alyssa knight (laughs) wally is immediately smitten and hopes to hold her hand but eve is quick to use her plasma cannon which can blast a hole through anything eve flies around earth looking for vegetation but becomes distraught upon not finding any 
Wally is finally able to approach her and takes her back to his garage, where he shows her his collection of human artifacts. She still resists holding his hand, however, so he shows her the plant he found. This activates her prime directive. She takes the plant into a special containment capsule within her body and sends a signal to the mothership, and then goes into hibernation mode. Directive? Confused, Wally tries to make her safe and comfortable. He shelters her from thunderstorms and takes her to a park where he can watch the sunset next to her. I'm crying. Several days later, the mothership returns and collects Eve. Wally hitches a ride on the ship, which returns to the Axiom several light years away from Earth. Eve and Wally are examined in the landing bay. Eve, still in hibernation mode, is taken away to the ship's commander. Wally pursues her, followed by M.O. Mo, voiced also by Ben Burt. Mo. Mm, <laughs> a cleaning. Good. It was good. A cleaning robot who is intent on scrubbing the filthy Wally to remove foreign contaminants. Foreign contaminant. On the way, Wally sees humans for the first time, obese and largely unable to move on their own. They are carted around the Axiom in hover chairs with video screens that allow them to communicate with one another and see a variety of advertisements for drinkable food products. Cupcake in a cup. When Wally accidentally knocks one of the humans, John, voiced by John Ratzenberger, off his hover chair, Wally helps his man back into the chair and introduces himself. Confused but grateful, John introduces himself in return. Hey, I'm John. (laughs) I was about to do it. I was was looking at you like, is he going to do it? (laughs) Wally tracks Eve to the chamber of Captain McCree voiced by Jeff Garland, who is just as inert and catered to as the other humans. McCree is confused but excited about Operation Recolonize, Recolonize, which is triggered by Eve's find, but when McCree reactivates Eve and orders her to produce the plant, it's missing. McCree orders Eve and Wally to be taken for repairs, but after they've left, decides to educate himself about Earth. What is Earth? Define <laughs> define Earth. Earth is dancing. <laughs> dancing, farming, these vegetables. <laughs> this plant, this Pizza. fruit. In the repair bay, Wally mistakenly thinks Eve is being harmed by the repair crew and uses her plasma cannon to save her, inadvertently releasing other robots who have been taking in for service. During the break, he shot specifically the little computer that controlled that everything in the room. Moment. Yeah. That was <laughs> Everyone was like looking at it, like, "Oh yeah. shit, <laughs> we're here about to bust we go!" Out. <laughs> um, during the breakout, security robots take photos of them. The ship's computer announces the humans that Eve and Wally are renegade robots. Rogue robots. Angry, Eve takes Wally to an escape pod to send him back to Earth. But she can put him in. Th- Before she can put him in the pod, they see Gopher putting the plate in. The- <laughs> Before she can. Before she can put him in the pod. They see Gopher putting the plant in the escape pod. I hate the, how many peas are in <laughs> there. Putting the plant in the pit pod. Do I need a, do I need a, a mouth guard? A mouth guard? <laughs> that, that, this, this doesn't do anything. That pop filter also doesn't do anything. Let me get the, hold on, let me get the pop filter. Digging through that stuff. We're <laughs> <laughs> still in the plastic. The pop filter was still in the plastic. Okay. Pop that pop filter. All right, here, here's the, where's the sentence? Hold on. Okay. Here's the sentence without the pop filter. Angry, Eve takes Wally to an escape pod to send him back to the Earth. Before she can put him in the pod, they see Gopher putting the plant in the escape pod. Here's with it. Angry, Eve takes Wally to an escape pod to send him back to Earth. Before she can put him in the pod, they see Gopher putting the plant in the escape pod. It is slightly better. Slightly better. I but didn't. also, I was I was weird from it. Pod, escape 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 pod. It is a little bit better. It is actually takes away some. We're not going to use pop filters on this podcast, but. 
<laughs> good to, to know. know. We could be better. <laughs> to know we could be better, and we refuse not to. No, we might. We might be <clears throat> adding some pop filters to this setup. Just one more thing for me to have to do is all I'm saying. Um, during the breakups, security robots take photos of them. <laughs> After Gopher leaves, Wally goes to rescue the plant, but is blasted into space. Before the pod self-destructs, Wally uses the emergency escape hatch and fire extinguisher to exit the pod with the plant. Exit the pod with the plant. A joyous Eve <laughs> plays in space with Wally and even gives him an appreciative electric kiss. Wally! Using the garbage chute, even Wally sneak into McCree's cabin and give him the plant. But Otto, voiced by Mac and Talk, <laughs> which is just like the program on the computer. Oh, oh, that's funny. The ship's autopilot system reveals it was the one who stole the plant earlier. It has no intention of allowing to return to Earth because of a centuries-old directive that was issued when Earth was believed to be permanently uninhabitable. Otto, bla Otto blasts Wally, Eve, and the plant back down the garbage chute and confines McCree to his cabin. Wally and Eve barely escape being shot into space with the rest of the re re refuse, refuse, but Wally is badly damaged. He starts talking to the Wallas, and it's a whole thing. Meanwhile, McCree has figured out how to hack into the ship's communication system and tell even Wally to head to the ship's central deck where a special machine will return the ship to Earth when the plan is placed inside. With the help of the robots they liberated earlier, Wally and Eve make it to the central deck where a special machine has risen from a platform. Otto tries to force the machine back into the platform but is prevented by Wally. McCree manages to stand up on his own and shuts off Otto. Eve puts the plan in the special machine and the Axiom is whisked back to Earth. Hyperspace jump in 10, 9, 8. <laughs> Wally was grievously crushed and keeping Otto from collapsing the platform. Once they reached Earth, Eve rushes Wally back to his garage and and throws around her hair, just trying to repair him as best she can. Finally, she's able to get everything back to normal, and she blasts a hole through the ceiling. Flipping up his solar panels and charging him up, she waits patiently. All of a sudden, he wakes up. But he can't remember her. He doesn't recognize her at all and just turns around and begins to compacting garbage. He rolls right over his own cockroach best friend. Distraught, Eve holds Wally's hand and tries to find other things to, to reboot his little memory, but nothing happens. Till finally, she leans in, humming his favorite song and gives him an electric kiss again. In the arms of an angel, then, all of a sudden, this properly reboots Wally. He comes back to life. He's, he, he sees that it's Eve in front of him. He... He sees that they're holding hands and he brings her in close as his favorite song plays in the background. McCree then teaches the other humans how to nurture the plant and heal the planet. It'll be much easier than they think, too, because just outside the city, plants have already begun to flourish. And that's it! Woo! Woo! We wow, did it. what a fantastic movie. Thank you. There's so much said in this movie without saying anything. I said thank you because I made all. the movie. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're right. welcome. You're welcome. A good movie. Yeah, no, seriously, they they did a great job 
at giving us literally nothing and everything all at once every second. The only word said was Wally, Eve, Eve and then the captain speaking. Yeah, the, yeah. So, um, yeah, fantastic movie. I love this movie so much. One of the best Pixar movies to date, obviously. Absolutely. I mean, they only get better, but... Like, definitely great top five mm-hmm. i haven't made a solid li- list yet but this but has definitely to be top, top five, five. It, has, top it just three. has to be on the list because it's one of those movies that it has to be on your top 40 l- movies of all time list. yeah like regardless of animation or anything i don't know if it's their best movie but i want to say it's like their their magnum opus is that the word yeah it's kind of like the the epitome of like, what pixar is i like feel that's like their best the, uh, their the most more, representative work like soul was fantastic yeah and i think that was also a very representative work for them as, yeah. as is inside out as is fighting Nemo, as is every movie they ever fucking do right i think this movie was a like it had a lot of elements to it that seemed like we're kind of taking a break from from the from the dramatics except that it wasn't it was the most dramatic yes. at the same time that it seemed like it was taking that aspect step back you know yeah so it's kind of hard to to pinpoint but it is definitely an impactful movie it's like instantly iconic yeah classic like instant classic my favorite thing about this movie is that without words they really have to focus on the tension in the scene of whatever's happening and i feel like they really play well off the momentum going from one thing to another because it's not just one person talking about something and then someone reacting like oh whatever like we have to react to the movie mm-hmm. because the movie doesn't react to itself. Yeah. It just happens. It's, and there's a lot of like implied emotion yes. that comes with like with like the smallest of physical like you know movements or anything like that. Exactly, it's, it's insane. Very visual movie. It's crazy. It and it's like auditory. Like how yes. little their sound. It's it's there. Like it's there. You have to just be watching and be there with it. It's hard to explain. It's fantastic. It's a great movie. I can rewatch it. I don't know how many times. Yeah, it's like, great. It's so good. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> oh, well, give me some juice about this. So movie. Ben Burt plays Wally. Um, you might know him as BD One from oh. the Fallen Order. He's also BB Eight in Star Tours. Okay, uh, but I think he did. I think he's the sound designer for the newer Star Wars movies. He does that sound design for almost every single Star Wars movie. He did it for ET, Blade Runner, Dark Crystal. Nice. Yeah, his page is crazy long. And then Alyssa Knight is Eve. Um, she's done invis- additional voices for Cars, for mm-hmm. Monsters University, and Inside Out, especially, along with some other things. Which is strange because she has such a big role in this movie, but she's like smaller voices everywhere else. Yeah, she only says the one word. Yeah. I wonder if I would recognize her voice from anywhere else. No, probably not. She, she, she there's no like named characters. It's mm-hmm. like additional voices, literally. Yeah. Um, Jeff got, Garland is the cat. Such a clear voice, though. Mm-hmm. Like she yeah. could do so well. Jeff Garland uh, plays the captain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the big guy from the Goldbergs, you know, the dad. I haven't watched the Goldbergs. Okay. He's he's in Two Story Four. He's in a bunch of shit. I don't have to do this, but look up Jeff Garland when you get a chance. Okay. Um, Fred Willard, the president. He's in a bunch of shit too. I'm not gonna do this. Yeah. Kathina Jimmy. What? Yeah. She's, Who is she? She is. Uh, she's like the makeup bot or something. No, the 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 one woman we've seen with John the whole time. Oh. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mm-hmm. Okay, Kathy. Isn't that Jimmy? crazy? Yeah, she's in Hocus Pocus, Rat Race, Sister Act. All and who's movies. John? It was another John, John Ratzenberger. Right? He's a bunch of fun extras in Pixar movies. He's Ham. Ratzenberg sounds really familiar. Yeah, he's Ham from Toy Story. The oh, pig. okay. Yeah, he's okay. he's in a lot. Of, he's in every Toy Story movie. 
that okay yeah, yeah. he's the one that's in every single once you say movie. ham i'm like oh yeah. my god i've heard that a he, thousand times yeah he's the one that's mac ham he's like in every mac, single yeah. pixar movie oh he's the abominable snowman i, I think. wonder if oh yeah that is him i wonder if his face is familiar too because i could pick it's, out that voice it kind of a little bit when i saw it i was like oh yeah i know him but i think i know him from looking up who's in all of these pixar movies yeah because i think there was a video when we were growing up at some point where it's like meet john ratzenberger the the, the guy, guy who's behind, yeah the guy who's in every fucking movie you love but you <laughs> yeah. didn't know about him yeah so like that. So yeah, he does a lot of fun extras. But that brings us to the boom, 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 boom. The first, the third degree quiz show. Everybody, gather around. It's time for that very special third degree quiz show. It's the third degree quiz show. Come on down and guess it right. It's the third degree, third degree quiz show. I'm your host, Ryan Diaz, where we take one thing, move it three degrees away, and then Ezra has a question about that. Who wants to play the third Ooh, degree quiz show? Pick me! Who are you? Are you? Come on down. You This one with the, hey, uh, hey, hey, the, the get up. It's Johnny. Johnny. I'm here. Hey, Johnny. I'm here, like where, I said I would be. Where are you from, Johnny? I'm from New York, obviously. We've never met each other. What do you mean, like you like you said What do you, you mean? Be? I called down. I bought the ticket. I sat in the seat. Now you called me down. Now I'm here. Now what are we doing? Okay, I'm so sorry. We're playing the third degree quiz show. I'm walking uh, uh, here. Okay, okay, you're walking. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You're fine. Uh, I was talking there. Play, you know, we're, 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 we're playing the third degree quiz show where we take something, we did move it three degrees, we're going to ask you a question. Yeah, I know about that. You know how to play? Okay, we ready to go? Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, you're a little intimidating. I'm not going to lie. We're going to need to pipe it down for a second, okay? I'm from New York, I I understand. Pipe it down. What's the question? <laughs> so, unfortunately... Johnny, I know we watched the movie together, and where I told you to listen to the ship's computer, I do have a first degree quiz question for you. Who plays the ship's computer? It's Sigourney Weaver. It's Sigourney Weaver. You take me for some sort of ding, ding, ding. jabroni? Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. Unfortunately, I gave it away during the movie. I mean, I didn't give it away. He guessed it correctly. <laughs> he said, but, listen to this computer very closely. And, and he said, Sigourney Weaver! And I the said, second she said, unchanged. Yeah, like, Sigourney Weaver! And I was like, oh my god. No, he said he didn't even have to listen to it. She didn't say anything yet. He was going off of his memory of her voice. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, that's great. But luckily, I do have a third degree quiz show for you anyway. Mm-hmm. So, John Ratzenberger, the guy we were just talking about, he plays the Yeti in Monsters, Inc. The Abominable Snowman. Yeah. Familiar? Yeah. Now, someone else in that movie who plays, I think her name is Claire... Is Celia, it? Celia, sorry. Oh, I'm about to... F- uh, is played by Jennifer Tilly. Yes. Yes. Um, Jennifer Tilly plays a character on a very famous television show on Fox, which I don't want to give it away because I feel like it's going to be too easy once I do. Okay. But who is the animated character that she plays? Is it Bonnie from Family Guy? Yeah, it's Bonnie okay. From Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a more vague one. It wasn't like from this show. Who's yeah. this? It's like okay, so now you have Jennifer Tilly. She's on something. Yeah. Well, because I didn't want because once I say Family Guy, it's like she's the only person in the world with that voice. Yeah. So you know she's Bonnie. Bonnie. But I'm like, surprised I remember her name. I almost I wanted to say Joe's wife, but I was yeah, actually knew I would have taken. I would I, I would have also accepted Joe's wife. That's all the thing. Uh, okay, or Miss cool. Swanson. But uh, yeah. So that was a 30 degree quest show. Thank you so much, Johnny. Go back Woo! to your fucking stupid, dirty city. All right, I'm going back to New York. Mom, I'm making a podcast. Oh. Let me pick it up. Tell her hi. Say hi to your mom. This is your mom. Oh, give it to me. <laughs> this is my phone. <laughs> this is your phone. Hello? Oh. Oh! Oh! Guess who Stimmy dropped? Yay! Oh! We got it all 
on the pod. We got to stim you now. On the pod. Stim me now. You don't need to stim you later. I could stim you now. I got to stim you right now. Yeah. Don't I, You don't have to ask me when I get my stimmy. I got my stimmy. Ask me now. <laughs> what? Ask me now. Oh, hey, you want to get some Chinese Let's tonight? Let's do some Chinese tonight. Chinese. Chinese. All right, cool. Um, so the music was by Thomas Newman. Um, the film location was CGI. Is he related to Randy Newman? That's <laughs> a big music guy. What the fuck? That's my Randy Newman. <laughs> <laughs> so good. What the hell, friend? Then friend, the little people... That's good, right? Wow. I think you're doing great? Full House. You're getting further and further Whatever away. happened to the great Manana D? No. Yeah. Hold on. Randy <laughs> Newman is, well, you, well, well, I don't know a lot about love. Oh, is that Toy Story? Yeah. Okay. You got, you got a friend you in got me. You got a friend in me. The little people are always mad. I don't know. I can't do it anymore. I lose it. Some other folks might be a little bit bigger than, than I am. am. Or what? You can fly, you can fly, you oh. can fly. That's oh. a good one. It kills you, huh? That's a good one. Wait, what, oh. what's the one that... Like that, a bow in the sky, you can fly. Is that the one where Buzz is trying to fly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is Randy. You can fly. Oh, and then he drops. Maybe it's I can fly. I think I'm crying now. <laughs> I think I'm crying now. <laughs> I might be crying. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Randy Newman. He's got this song called A Little People Do. No, it's not that. One. That's from Les Mis. Sorry. So he's... It, so what was it thomas newman is he related to randy newman no i don't think so oh this one short people short people gotta this is fun i know right i feel like i'm like starting a musical i know right? first song no reason no reason to it's what? an allegory i think on racism and class no studies oh no reason to live. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Sure, people got no reason to live. And he's saying it like ironic. They got little hands, little eyes. He's yeah. saying it like sarcastically, like, yeah. oh yeah, they got like, none of course, Of course, you wouldn't say that about sh- short people. So why the fuck are you gonna go and say that about black people, about poor people, about? You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's yeah. I think that's the allegory there. We should get into Randy uh, Newman. I feel like we like him cute. as a people, as a couple. You and me. I mean, yeah. we're not a couple, but you know what I'm saying. I like older music as a duo. It makes me feel really like nostalgic. I know, and sometimes that's why I've been listening to Anthony's song, the but I'm moving out. Um, who needs a house out in Hacky Sack? Oh, okay. Is that all you get for your money? Like I've been listening to that over and over and over again because Wait, it who's just that? it's um, Billy Idol, I think. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, Billy Joel. Why did I think of um, Elton John when you said that? But this like this groove i love this this is very elton johnny i love it yeah yeah this is like perfect to just jam out yeah it's it's nice i I fuck with it a lot and uh yeah i feel like we should get into that anyways got a shit ton of film notes here after directing finding nemo um stanton the guy that directed wally he felt that pixar had created a believable simulations of underwater physics and he was really willing to direct a film set largely in space. Mm. He wanted to play with the gravity and all that. I see. Um, it it won the 2008 Golden Globe for Best Animation Feature, feature Film, the 2009 Hugo Award for Best Long Form Dramatic Presentation, the Final Nebula Award for Best Script, the Saturn Award for Best Animated Film, and the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature with five nominations. It's considered by many critics as the best film of 2008. Wow. I'm going to stop calling things films. I'm going to start calling them long 
long feature <laughs> dramatic long form dramatic presentations long form, form dramatic presentations that's exactly what it was that is what it was it's very dramatic that was a film as any film is a film but i think the distinction we need to start making is film and movies because i don't know what the fucking difference is between film and, and movies, movies? Yeah. oh i see i feel like you, when you want to be artistic about it you, you say, say it's film. a film when you want to be like casual about it we say it's a movie but this was a movie this was a, a film film honey but it, it's but it's part of time's best movies of the decade are you saying that Times is wrong by calling it a movie? It's both a film and, and a, a movie. movie. So that's what I'm saying. Where's the real distinction? What's the real definition? Anyways, 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 anyways. We can argue about this forever. In 2006, it was voted the 29th among 100 films considered the best of the 21st century by over 117 film critics around the world. Well, this was only eight years into the 21st century, so... <laughs> I, <don't know> <laughs> I, <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um, Andrew Stanton convinced Wally... Uh, conceived Wally during a lunch with fellow writers John Lasseter, Bean Doctor, and Joe Ramped in 1994. John Lasseter sounds so familiar. Yeah, he he wrote um, Bugs Life, a bunch of shit. Okay. Toy Story was near completion, and the writers brainstormed ideas for their next projects: A Bugs Life, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo. At this lunch, one lunch, wow, one lunch, and Pixar pumped out like eight years of of movies. I mean, they're all very premise heavy. It's like monsters scare like, children yeah, yeah, right yeah. what what happens when the monsters go back through their door that's literally that, that's literally all, all it is very premise it's they're literally just questions that they ask each other like what yeah. ifs what if mankind had to leave earth and somebody forgot to turn off the last robot stan asked oh that's perfect having struggled for many years with making the characters in toy story appealing stanton found his simple Rob- robinson crusoe-esque idea of a lonely robot on a deserted planet very strong Stanton made Wally a waste collector as the idea was instantly understandable and because it allows a low status menial, m- menial job mm-hmm. that made him sympathetic. Yep. Because, you He's know, everyone's man. exactly everyone. just working that mm-hmm. nine to five. Stanton also liked the imagery of stacked cubes of garbage. He didn't find the idea dark because having a planet covered in garbage was a childish imagining for a disaster for him. And yeah, I agreed. I, I agree. agree. As well. it's, it's the most so childish silly. way to there's put n- the pollution or the, you know, yeah. dystopian argument. There's no way that that would actually ever be the case, that we would be run over with tra- with trash like that. Yeah. But the silliness. The silliness of that is, it yeah, in and of itself. I did want to say when the film started, like, this is dark. We're starting off with dystopia. We're starting off yeah. with the apocalypse. But it's as dark as, as you can get with a blank slate. Yeah. Like, you, there's, there's a lot of... A lot of blank slates you get where it's like, oh yeah, well we had to destroy everything before this to get that. So, right. um, all the all that comes with that is yeah. But definitely the, the towers of trash make it a little bit more like fantastical, like yeah. a fantastic dystopia. A little bit funnier, a little bit more comedic value to that. Okay. While the first act of Wally fell out of the sky for Stanton, he had originally wanted aliens to plant Eve to explore Earth, and the rest of the film was different. When mm-hmm. Wally comes to the Axiom, he incites a Spartacus-style rebellion by the robots against the remnants of the human race which were cruel alien gels, completely de- uh, devolved, gelatinous, boneless, legless, see-through, green creatures that resemble jello. James Hicks, a physiologist, mentioned to Stanton the concept of a- atrophy, atrophy mm-hmm. and the effects of prolonged weightlessness would have on humans living in space for inordinately, inordinately, inordinately mm-hmm. extended time period. Right. Um, therefore, this was the inspiration for the humans that degenerating into the alien gels and their ancestry would have been revealed in planet of the apes style ending um the gels also spoke a made-up gibberish language oh wow because you know how planet of the apes it was like remember how planet of the apes was like like you saw how they became the apes eventually and you're like oh my god what the fuck like we're them they're us the whole movie is just like this random planet of monkeys in the last second i think they show the statue of liberty and you're like like, oh this was earth earth yeah 
That's that's actually really interesting. We should watch those movies. I think I think at some point they get kind of bad, but who cares? Yeah, who cares? The Jones also spoke a made-up gibberish language, but Stan scrapped this idea because he thought it would be too complicated for the audience to understand, and they could easily be driven off from the storyline. Yeah. So now I'm leaving the fun facts a bit and going into what Pixar has, or what I would say Pixar. I think it's Pixar. Pixar has on their actual website to kind of showcase the goodness of Wally and what Wally brings to the table and everything. Okay. So it starts out with pantomime. So the filmmakers decided that Wally should owe a silent debt to both R2-D2 and Buster Keaton, cinematic predecessors who proved how much can be conveyed without any words. The robot would be the loneliest character Pixar had ever worked with, and the filmmakers crafted ways for him to perform the first act entirely in pantomime. And who's Buster Keaton, for those who don't know? Buster Keaton is a f- i want to say famous comedian from the um sound days i mean from the no sound days oh i see yeah born 1895 uh, 1966 so yeah, yeah he was filmmaker. he was a silent filmmaker oh very cool so, i'm glad that they recognized r2d2 that's like the og exactly. droid, robot. droid robot that's like so much happens through r2d2 that we get from no language and yeah. the same thing with Just chewy same thing with a lot of boops. things exactly um here's another one they have it says live action for the first time, a Pixar film featured brief scenes with live-action actors. While the studio had broken all kinds of ground in computer animation, the prospect of working on a traditional live-action set was enough to get the crew excited. Along with the rare chance to coach performances and see immediate results, the Pixar team was able to enjoy some serious catering. Um, it's the first live-action in Pixar ever. I loved it, and I loved, even as a kid, how they like explained it. That they were getting um like softer and more bigger, gelatinous yeah. and everything because you see all the pictures turning from a live action person to an animated person yeah, slowly they can become more like portraited and then kind of into an animated space it's nice um now it's time for the money mumbo money mumbo um what was the budget budget Karen a two twenty f- hmm can I twenty five mil is that low? That's low. I want to help you. I want to. Can I say something? Help me. Do you remember what the Grinch was? Budget? Mm-hmm. No. Seventy-two, and they made about five hundred mil. Gotcha. And that was two thousand. Oh, you're saying my Grinch? Yeah. New Grinch. Now this was in two thousand eight. It was a whole twelve years before. Yeah. However many years before the Grinch came out? About twelve years. Well, ten years actually. Ten, ten years. Ten. This movie spent an an exorbitantly amount of money more than that movie wow and that's the hint so, i'll give you okay because it's and they made more than oh, well, 75. I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you what they made but they definitely made their money back so i mean of course they did but they definitely 25 mil okay the final answer 150 final answer yes the budget was 180 million dollars oh, 180 damn. million dollars and they and i would i could argue wow. for i would argue for years that the grinch and wally have very comparable yes. animating styles and techniques and very. and like what's the word live up tuness not live up tuness like ageability oh, like right, they right. they are almost they comparable fantastic. yeah for the amount of money that wally spent in 20 in 2018 you can make the same movie for, for half, half for more than half, than half more than half hundred and twenty thousand dollars less hundred and ten thousand dollars less wow. seventy thousand dollars is all it took to make wow. the grinch took a hundred eighty thousand million i mean hundred million dollars they were more 
details in the Grinch, but uh, Wally had more like big sets. Like obviously you had the space and you have all these things moving mm-hmm. and then like the physics of the, you know, the nebula kind of swirling yeah. around Wally's hand. So like there's some more space stuff to work with there, but there's not as much details. Like there's not like that very fine fur that you exactly, have in the Grinch. Yeah. Like everything was perfect and, and don't get me wrong. Everything was perfect and they had Amazing. all these individual things, but the Grinch also had all those individual things. Like yeah. we sucked in all those individual things into the sucker. We had all those Plus individual lights and tectiles and, and, and the hairs and everything. Yeah. So that's insane. That's How crazy. much did they make? Uh, if they spent 180, they had to have made like 500 million right final answer yeah final answer yeah 521 so they made this about the same amount of money wow that that honestly hurts me a little bit because pixar turned less i feel like technically yeah they did way less of a profit i feel like i feel bad because i feel like comparing wally to the grinch is like fucking beneath me one is art one is like a fun little kid yeah (laughs) and it's like literally but it's like one D- did the bare minimum in 2018 and made a fuck ton of money yeah and the other one did everything it possibly could and made the same amount of money well well i mean that was a perfect storm of of timing and timing with the christmas season grinch is already a known thing mm-hmm. so you've got that while i was talking about perching at the I, time. I was talking about perfect storm for them to ha- be comparable in price and everything because like the timing of making this of wally in 2008 i'm yeah. sure they could have made wally for 100 million dollars today yeah you know what i mean yeah exactly Ugh. it was it only par- perfect storm of grinch why it made, yeah, so, why much it made so much money and yeah. plus for inflation i bet if you adjusted it they probably made like 600 mil yeah you know? it probably wouldn't be too much more but wouldn't be too much more but it's a little bit more yeah maybe maybe 10 years is a long time all right man what well, let's let's rate this bad boy all right what's the first one engagement girl i want to say 10 uh, okay I want to say 10. I, I want to say 10 too. I almost dropped it to a nine, but I was like, for what for? Yeah, just because we were talking at the beginning of it. Like, that doesn't mean fucking shit. Exactly. If I was sitting here by myself, I would have cried during that movie. Exactly so. that. All right, 10 it is. It's 100% engaging, especially with the no uh, talking. Yeah. It's Now, execution. I will say there's something against it. I do have a con for it in this category. Okay, what's that? Well, we had a discussion a lot about the science going on about uh, behind it and everything. Mm. And there are a few implications that it makes that it just can't, it can't back up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, are we talking about the artificial gravity? We're talking about that. We're talking about the fact that, and also the political aspects of it that oh, right. we, we don't, we didn't know what side of the fence they were standing on. Are they blasting at us consumerism, mm-hmm. corporate greed? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and if like- that's the case, Disney's giving me this message, the corporate greed, right. you know what I mean? So that, exactly. se- that seemed, like you said earlier, a little tone deaf. You know, a little out of left field, a little misplaced. So I don't know what to do with that. And it kind of me- makes me feel like they could have executed it in a way that made that a little bit more streamlined. So I know where, where to put my hate. Right. But also, they did it in a way that made them t- allowed to make this movie. Yeah. Because they I, wouldn't have been able to make the movie uh, without being as vague as they were. Exactly. They also did it in a very subtle, vague way, which I appreciated, where it's the theme of the movie is about consumerism, but it's not in your face like all the time. I think with the the woke Disney that we have right now, if they were to remake or just would have made it in this day and age, it would have been in your face. They would have been talking about it. People would have been like, oh, this consumerism Mm -hmm. is so great and been like in your face. Like Inside Out was about anxiety and depression and all that. It's like, it's like, and those are great, again, great Mm -hmm. examples of how to do that. But it is a little bit more, um, 
Like we don't want to, we don't want anything to be misconstrued. This is the story we're telling nowadays. Whereas right. back then it was like you can weave your own tale, but we have something we deeper can add going some on. Subtleties about if you this, watch that movie, some references towards that. If you watch that movie, you can easily just say this is a fun little adventure for this little robot that finds life on Earth and takes it back to the axiom and brings humans back to Earth. Yep, and the humans, but they're funky. They're funky. They're whatever. Lazy, they're kind of fat. Whatever. But as soon as you take like even a, an inch of a critical eye into it, you're like, wow, there's so much allegory going on yep so execution fuck it 10 so we just went on this whole <laughs> thing just to, to just give it a 10? 10 yeah i'm okay with that because i brought it down to a nine and then i talked myself out of it yeah because it's nuance and it's subtlety which i do appreciate like i think i would have liked to explore those topics a little bit more or just give me a definitive hard stance <laughs> were you mad that i didn't drop it after all? i was just surprised i okay. thought we were gonna go to like an eight or something no, i thought I, that's where the flow was going no i i talked myself out of the bad because i i right. thought i thought a thing and i said but no it actually does do a very good job of doing what it could do i agree with the ton i think the subtlety and the nuance lends itself to whatever you know miscons misconstruities i have about not exploring these consumerism topics right or the gravity thing <laughs> the, yeah well that's a nitpicky thing obviously yeah, yeah. They, they probably just you know i mean what can you do at some point so yeah you gotta, you gotta have a plot it's just a plot action, point to get yeah. you in there but they didn't speak on it as much as the whole consumerism <clears throat> right right um what's okay. next enjoyment it's the last one okay all right so just, one of the greats and that's it and we're great. just gonna stamp it it's wally it's walla okay. it's waller it's whatever you want all right so 10 10 10 we give wally a 10 you heard it here first wow bruce how do you feel <laughs> wow <I know>. yeah <laughs> same crazy. girl wow. same. justin how do you feel i feel like <laughs> I feel like today is the Septuacentennial, Ooh. and I'm about to get my cupcake in a cup, <laughs> but everything changed the when we're back on Earth. Oh, okay. Now I'm gro- Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sound like a bass. <laughs> and that's how I feel. No, I feel like I just finally came back home, and now I'm gonna grow myself a brand new pizza. That's great. <laughs> grow myself a brand new pizza. That's how great. you feeling over there? You know, it's strange because I feel similarly, but only because it's like January fourth. You know, so I feel like right. something just rocked me, and I fell out of my chair that I've been in for thirty years, yeah. and I'm sliding down the floor into a pile of other babies. It could have been more than thirty years. People, People live long nowadays. <laughs> People live over 150 you're right. years. So I'm a 140 year old man. There you go. Just tumbling down but with you my look fat. Like you're in your but like I look 30s. like you're in your 30s. No, I look like a fat baby. <laughs> a fat baby <laughs> and, and man. I'm tumbling. <laughs> a fat, large, old baby man. Man, baby. And then I, I roll down. I roll down the the ship as it's turning sideways, and I'm going, "What's going on? What's going on?" And then I see a little a little robot carrying a shoe with a plant. And mm-hmm. you know what? What do you, it's what? giving me hope and now that i've rocked out of that ship wow. i feel like i can get up and stumble on my little baby legs and take a few first steps wow. and that's where i feel like i am right now and man, that's how i feel those strong little man baby legs <laughs> but you're also a man <laughs> and it's like the tiny bones too it's like how can you how, what are you what are you moving are they even connected to each other nothing Is that's what i'm saying skin cartilage in between that just like like literally gelatinous no way to move beautiful oh my god that brings us to the end of this is how we feel the podcast does he have anything to plug 
Um, I'm going to plug artificial gravity. Don't ever turn your ship sideways because the artificial <laughs> gravity always goes down. Remember that, folks. Even if you're in space, it goes down. And that's what I'll plug. Not to the down, down part of the ship, but to direct but down from a... Absolute down. An absolute Everyone knows down. what absolute down Everyone is. Everyone knows space has an absolute down, right? And that's what I'll plug. Thank you. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Firefix. 11 on twitter i think um you go follow babe at arte del rey uh or alto del rio arte, arte del, rio. del rio well but it's somewhere it's somewhere on the website um and go look me at youtube on uh, twitch 5x uh youtube brand is and as always eva eva wait Eva. I know, I know. I've done it again. You look gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.